Welcome to the newest edition of the Screenfellows Podcast. My name is Carlos. My name is Ozzy. In this episode, we will be reviewing Fifty Shades Darker, and we will be discussing our top ten list of 2016, and we'll have a Walking Dead recap. Enjoy the show. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Ozzy, how are you doing? I am tired, man. <laughs> I am tired. But uh, it's, it's you know, it's pretty good. You know, I'm breathing. You know, all that good stuff. How are you doing? I, I'm doing pretty well. I, I, I'm doing pretty well. Um, I'm excited to finally be talking about our top ten list. Um, our top ten best, that is. Um, just because we have finally seen basically everything. I mean, there's still a few things here and there that I was like, oh man, I wish I would have seen that, but... I, I'm confident, I'm pretty confident in my top 10 list at this point. Okay, alright. So I'm all right, excited to talk good, about that, and and I'm excited to talk about um, your review of Fifty Shades Darker, because I, 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 cause I did not watch this movie, so I went and I watched other reviews of it, so I'm, I'm just looking forward, I, I think I know what's coming from you, so I'm just looking forward to your absolute destruction of this. Oh boy, man. Um, gosh. I mean, I mean, because I, I saw, I saw, like, I read some stuff, and they were like, "Oh my gosh, it's like so horrible." I was expecting like, I was expecting like horrible, like just like horrible, horrible things too, man. Um, I gotta say, this movie is hilarious. <laughs> it's, it's one of those. It's one of those bad movies. Because I went with a, I went with a friend, and and uh, I brought her along also because I. You know, she kind of explained, you know, also what happened in the first book and uh, she like first the first movie, and you know, she explained the she explained the characters for me and, and stuff like that. So okay, I, I got a little bit of a backstory, not a full on thing, but a little bit of a backstory. Um, so, you know, I'm gonna be completely honest, Carlos. I cannot give this movie any positives. Nothing. Um, <laughs> no, um, I really can't give it any positives. The only positive I can give it is. Congratulations, you're not the worst movie of the year. Um, I mean, I, I just, I cannot, I mean, I really can't give it any positive. Dakota Johnson wasn't I, even good? Okay, she was, she was all right. I mean, <laughs> you don't, you don't buy their relationship because it just seemed, their relationship was so childish, man. Like, every time, like, they get into an argument, it's fine. Like, this would be an argument, right? Like, he, like, she would be like, Christian... This is not right. Like, I don't like what you're doing. Then he explained it to her, and then she'd be okay with it. And then cue sex scene. That's literally <laughs> <laughs> that's literally how it went down. Every time they try to get into something, and I remember, right? Like I remember. First of all, first of all, for for those of you who haven't seen the first film, um, or for those of you who have, you know that you know they broke up in in the in the first film. They ended up breaking up. Spoiler alert. Sorry, but they broke up. So this movie starts off with her being single and then, you know, him, you know, and you see it in the trailer, they're, they're, they're broken up and then obviously she takes him back. Right. So she goes, she goes, Hey, I want to take it slowly. And he's like, 
okay. And then they did it. Like, they had sex, <laughs> right? They had sex that same night. And I was just like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You meant take it slowly, but let's take it slowly to the bedroom. <laughs> it was just, oh, gosh. Oh, man. It was, in uh, in the soundtracks, literally each sex scene was like, it was like a sexual music video. That's what I've heard, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. It like every time it'd be like a like a minute sexy and it'd be like the song would be in the background. I was like, this is literally like a sexual music video. Uh, <laughs> and I you can I couldn't buy the sex because James Jamie Dornan, who plays Christian Grape, had no emotion while he was while, <laughs> in the sex scenes. He had no emotion whatsoever. Dakota Johnson was giving it all she had. <laughs> But he just he had, no, he had nothing. Like he was he had the same facial expression. I was like, damn. Like I was I was kind of like I was kind of conf- confused because he really wants to be with her. Like and you see it like and you see it sometimes. Um, but again, I'm just like I don't. You want to be with her, but you don't show any emotion when you're making love to her. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> um. It was just I don't know, man. That movie was kind of stupid. It, Carlos, I. Oh my gosh, bro! One of the I had I have really I have two. <laughs> All right, there's it's it's in the trailer where they're on like a boat, mm-hmm. right? I want to say that's like a minute thirty, two and two minute two maybe two and a half minute scene. I have never seen so many shots of the same boat in my whole entire life. It was literally a music video, right? And because uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say there's a lot of music videos in this, okay? Because they really wanted to play pay tribute to these songs. So this was one of the pay tribute song music videos. And Carlos, it was like a shot from left to right to front, backward, a zoom in, zoom out on the same ship. It was the same boat. And I look over to my friend Jakey. I'm like, how many freaking shots can you have of the same freaking boat? Like, I, I know that we're here. I don't need to get reiterated the same time over and over and over again. It bothered me. It physically bothered me because I've never seen a movie cut so many, like, it, it was edited so many different shots of this boat to make us know that, like, it was just annoying. Um, it was not good. And I'm just going to say one thing, and that's it. Uh, just, just one thing. Something happens... And the news gets involved, and I'm just gonna say that is a, that is the worst reporting I have ever seen. Ever. I'm gonna tell you after, um, but it is it's just, it's so stupid. <laughs> right. um, none of none of the problems none of the problems that they face really have it doesn't impact anything. Okay, they just happens, and then they get over it. it it's literally it. It's literally it. Like that girl that's that's like following them. Nothing happens with that. Nothing happens with that. It's literally like she's stalking them, she's following them around, and everything. And, it, and you know, I'm just like, okay, like, what's like, what's gonna happen with her? And nothing happens with her. That's like, unfortunate because that's the one thing from the trailer that I was like, oh, maybe this will not be as bad as the first one supposedly was. I don't know. I mean, my friend from what my friend told me, she said that the second one was better than the first one. Oh, really? But, I mean, <laughs> That's what she told me. But, I mean, again, I mean, to each their own, because those movies are really bad. I mean, I haven't seen the first one, but I heard the first one was crap. This one was definitely crap. Um, but, yeah, man, it was it was stupid. I don't buy their relationship. Uh, I don't care for their relationship because it's weird. She She's 
you know, he's I don't know, man. It's it's like he he's the thing about Christian Gray. I can't believe I'm saying this because <laughs> I saw the movie. But, um, he's a dominant. He like he's very dominant. You know, like that's that's his thing. He likes to uh-huh. be dominant, and he wants and he wants his women, like his partner, to be extremely submissive. And uh, I was I was like, I mean, that's kind of weird, bro. But <laughs> I mean, to each their own. But. She's she's still like the thing is it's kind of like she wants to not be that submissive but she's still submissive so it's kind of stupid because he's just like he's just like uh, he's he's just like for instance he's just like I don't want you doing this and she's like well you can't tell me what to do and he's like well and he gets he gets like he gets pouty with he's like oh, God well I can't tell you what not to do like, he's like well I can't control you but you know I just don't think that you should do it and then she's just like. All right, fine. I won't do it. And I'm just like, what? Like, what's the point of the whole entire argument? Like, it's just, I don't know, man. Some of the dialogue is stupid. I, I hated this. I did not like the cinematography in this in this story. Um, this, this, the script was bad. Everybody's saying that the book is better, but my gosh, it's it's getting hard to believe that the, the books are are better. Um, I'm gonna rate this movie a solid three point five. Well, that's a lot higher than I was expecting, but I mean, it's still a bad rating, so. It's still a bad rating. Yeah. I mean, uh, listen, here's here's what I say. If you're going to go into this movie expecting it to... And here's what I was thinking, Carlos. Here's what I was honestly thinking. Okay. If you're going to see a bad movie, you need to bring a friend with you because that makes it so much better because you can just laugh at the, at, at the stupidity. You really can't. You just laugh at the stupidity with your friend or your, or your significant other. Mm-hmm. And that makes the movie a little bit better. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like... That's my thing. I, I didn't go alone to go see this movie. I saw my friend Jakia, and her and I, we had a great time. We were just <laughs> laughing. Like, this is so stupid. Um, oh, my gosh. See, um, John Campia from Collider Video, he is saying that this is one of the worst motion pictures ever made. You obviously wouldn't go that far, but you still think it's bad. But still, I mean, I'm happy I didn't see this movie just because of everything that I've been hearing, and especially I don't, I don't what think it's saying. the worst. I don't think it's like one of the worst motion pictures of all time. <laughs> I mean, we got freaking Age of Extinction, <laughs> fan fan four stick. Um, I mean, we even got Masterminds, which I would say is 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 a horrible movie. I mean, I think. Jeez. I think you would enjoy this movie better than freaking Masterminds because well, you Masterminds, you hated it, that movie more than most people did, or more than I did, definitely. Okay, Masterminds is a comedy. I didn't laugh once. I didn't laugh or... I didn't even smile. I just sat there and I was like, what the hell am I watching? All right, well, we're not here to talk about our worst. Fifty Shades of Grey made me laugh, and it's not even a comedy. All right. I mean, at least least it made me feel, you know, at least it made me laugh. You know what I'm saying? At least it made my day a little brighter. But it wasn't intentional. (laughs) all right uh, fair enough so let's move on um we'll transition from talking about um some of our worst movies of 2016 into talking about um the best movies of 2016 um this is different from our favorites of 2016 um because with our favorites it's more just about our personal just like love of the movie, love of the subject matter, whatever it was, you'll see a lot more of the blockbusters of the superhero type movies on there just because that's what that's the kind of stuff we're into. So that's the kind of stuff we care about more. Um, but with this, with our best, we're talking about 
it's almost like we did a couple of episodes back. I believe it was like a month or so back when we were talking about uh, if we were the Academy thing. It's almost like if we were nominating Best Pictures, this is what we would be nominating. Um, and also to go along in that vein, we also this this is actually public. Most of our, our lists are on Letterbox.com. Um, so and we're going basically just off of our ratings for these movies. So really, if you wanted to, you could figure out our top tens ahead of time. Um, so that being said, we're not going to really be talking about necessarily why they are on our list because we've reviewed most of these movies. Um, but we'll, we'll get into the order and those kind of things and we'll be debating, um, why we have certain movies higher than the other. It, it, it'll be a good discussion, I think. Um, so Ozzy, do you want to start with your number 10? Sure, man. Um, my number 10 is La La Land. All right. Um, that this is, is this higher is a pretty good, on my list. Yeah, I, I, I would imagine it's a lot higher on your list. Because <laughs> um, you were extremely excited for this movie. What did you rate this movie, um, 9? I'm pretty sure I rated it a 9. It yeah. was, I think this movie is... I mean, if it's not in your top 10 list, you're doing it wrong. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to be honest with you. If it's not in your top... Then, I mean, I know it's on like the verge of being eleven, but I mean, it's it's still it's a pretty good movie still. Um, I just think this movie's overhyped, but that's just me. But again, it's it's a pretty solid. It's one of the best musicals I've seen in a very long time. A very long time. It's one of the best musicals of the decade, honestly. It has amazing performances. One of the best, probably, probably honestly, it's a career. Um, defining performance by Emma Emma Stone. Mm-hmm. The music, the music, especially the opening score of this of the of this movie is fantastic. So that that is why La, La Land is in the it's definitely in my top ten. It's um, my number ten. Yeah, I mean to be fair, Ozzy rated this movie a nine. I rated it a nine point three. So it's really we're not that far apart on this movie. Um, it's just I, I don't know. For for me, I. I Yes, this I think I've said this before on the podcast before. Is this movie good? Yes. Is it great? Yes. It is it overrated? Yes. All of those things can be true. Um, and I think that's definitely the case with this movie. But I, I, I don't think it diminishes what we think of the movie at all. I mean, it's on our top ten list both. And it's uh, on my top five. <laughs> so, I mean, that's just <laughs> how it is. But, all right. You want to move on to my number ten? Let's do it, bro. Um, and this is a movie where it's the, the opposite case, because I think I have this movie at 10, and you have it a, a lot higher, actually. Um, a Monster okay. Calls. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, again, this movie is at a 9 for me, so mm-hmm. you can see we're, we're kind of similar in our ratings and um, how they kind of divide up here. But um, A Monster Calls, this is a very, very emotional and kind of gut-wrenching movie. With a great performance and underappreciated performance by Felicity Jones, I think, um, and great performances throughout. It's, I just, and it's hard because these are all great movies, and we're talking about them, and they're on our top ten list. But then we have even each other looking at each other like, how is that not higher? And I'm like, well, I'm looking at you like, how is it not? How are all these other movies not higher? <laughs> so, I mean, there's tons of movies. I think we have um, six movies in common on our lists. Um, and four of them are different. And, I mean, I look at the four that are different for me. I'm like, man, how is Ozzy not have these on our, on his list? And then I'm sure you look at me and go, how do you not have these on your list? Um, <laughs> so it's crazy. But this is why it's interesting. Um, but, yeah, A Monster Calls, great movie. Um, and 
it was a tough. I was trying to decide because I just recently watched um uh, that movie that I talked about. The what what kind of what country is it from? I can't remember. But that uh, a man called Uve, and he, that movie. Yeah, I put I rated that movie a nine actually as well. So I was like debating, man, do I do I bump a monster's calls or not? And I ended up just barely keeping it out. Um, or keeping a man called Uve out. So uh, that was tough, but A Monster Calls definitely, um, I think, deserves to be on these top ten lists for sure. Mm, okay, all right, sounds good, bro. I mean, we'll talk a little bit more uh, about it once you get to it on your list. <laughs> definitely, man, definitely. Um, my let's go to my number nine. My number nine is Kubo and the Two Strings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think this is one where you go look at me and like how. This is this didn't make your top ten? No. <laughs> you are ridiculous. Oh god. Uh, <laughs> oh man. This I'm I'm upset that this one's not even on your top ten list. But I mean, again, you're right. I mean, you could say the same thing about me in on four other movies. Kuba and the two strings. The reason I love this movie. I'm honestly a lot of people I I got into a debate with my friend Christopher. Um he he actually wants Moana to win. Mm-hmm. For, for best animated feature and I was like how and he's like Ozzy do you have no emotions towards Moana like he didn't cry like when his gra- I'm like are you kidding me this kid lost both of his parents <laughs> did you did he see Kubo <laughs> yeah he saw Kubo he's just like Dang, I just don't like he's just like he's just like well I just don't like still animation I'm just like I mean that's understandable because I'm not even like a huge fan of still animation myself, but I mean I'm not gonna deny this movie did a fantastic job for still animation. I think it's one of the best still animation films, honestly, of all time. It won. Um, it's nominated for best visual effects. <laughs> that's insane. That's what I'm saying, man. That like it's that good. It's just that good. Especially the script for this movie was amazing. Um, I really like the script and I really love the message of this movie. This message doesn't. I know this is like one of your biggest problems with um, with uh, Zootopia. They didn't beat you over the head with the same message. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, and they – I don't know, man. I just – I really love the message of this movie. Mm-hmm. And it's really mature for its audience. And I think parent, you know, it's not just a message for children. It's a message for – I think it's just an all-around message for each – each generation so it's i i really enjoy this film this film is i would say it's for everybody so definitely check it out guys mm-hmm. it's on it, it's on it, it's uh, it, it's on uh dvd and blu-ray so definitely rent it or buy it such a it's a great movie and it has a great message um uh, yeah i i totally agree with everything he just said it's just again there's just a few things that i would put above it i gave this movie an 8.7 so i mean it's I, that's a great rating that's a very a rating that a lot of movies would be envious of <laughs> Um, and, but it's just not enough to get on my top 10 list personally. So, um, moving on to, oh man, talk about a movie that we are going, I'm going to be like, what? Um, Sing Street, <laughs> number nine for me. This, this is crazy because I believe if I'm not mistaken, when we did this, we, we were talking about our top 10 lists, um, at about the halfway point of the year, you had Sing Street at your number at your number one, or it was or it was up there. It was like one or two. Yeah, man, it was crazy. It was crazy. I hated to see Sing Street leave my top ten. I really hated it. I was like, no. <laughs> um, but I just had like other films that beat it, and I'm just like, oh god, oh god, no. Um, 
Sixth Street is amazing. It 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 was close. It was a really close call. It was I wanted it to be there. I just I couldn't I couldn't do it. Yeah. Um. Well, do you remember what you rated that movie? I think it was like an. I think I had to be around. It, it, it was either a nine or a little bit less. Yeah. Um. This is at a nine for me as well. Um. It's man. This this movie. It's so good. It's. Again, if you have not seen this movie, it's on Netflix. You have no excuse. It's about, in the simplest of terms, it's about a boy who meets a girl and starts a band to impress her. But that's the simplest way to describe this movie. There are so many layers and levels to this movie. The music is incredible. It's incredible music. Um, And just... It's ridiculous how it's not even getting nominated for any soundtrack. And, and the themes that it's able to touch on, just this movie is one of the most overlooked movies when it comes to the Oscars. And oh man, this movie—it's just it hits you, it hits you at home. If you're a brother or you're a sibling at all, you need to see this movie. Um, and again, the the characters are well rounded. It's well acted. It's just—it's a really impressive movie overall. It's an excellent directed film. I I, I love this movie, and I'm. Very, I mean, I want it to be higher on this list, but it's just, there's so many great movies that came out last year. Um, but, man, I'm just, oh, I cannot believe it and make your list. Because, like I said, you had it higher than me at one point in the year. I really did. I think I had it at, like, one at yeah. one point. Um, but I, got, I just got, I just kept, like, getting beat out and beat out and beat yeah. out. I was like, damn, I did not expect this to happen. Um, <laughs> you know what movie happened? But again, I mean. <laughs> you know what movie that happened with with Miles? Which he's going to hate me for what? Well, I mean, he won't hate me. Um, remember when he reviewed Bridget Jones' baby with us? Yeah. <laughs> he had that on his top ten for quite a while, and then he's like, man, better movies just keep coming out and knocking it down. I'm like, good. It shouldn't be in your top ten list. How did Bridget, Bridget Jones' baby made it on his top ten best of 2016? It, it, I mean, at one point it was. It's not. It didn't finish it there. Um, but no, the fact that he was even like on there baffles me. Like, are you joking? Are you, oh, I have lost respect for Miles. And the, the well, I mean, movies. yeah. You Were you on the episode when he reviewed it? I think I was. I yeah. saw the movie with you. Yeah, um, he <laughs> he loved that movie. Remember? Um, but anyway, we'll move on. Yeah, I you had about that movie, Carlos. Yeah, <laughs> you had that. You had Sing Street at an eight point nine, so it barely missed your list, and that's crazy. But I, I respect it, I guess. Um, all right, let's move on to your number eight. My number eight is Hidden Figures. Oh man. Um, I don't. I don't understand why you're not as huge of a fan of this look, movie as the majority of look, people are. I think it's a very good movie. I, I think. I think the phrase that Bob likes to say very often, "good not great," applies to this movie. It's very good. I just don't think it's great, and that's why, for me, it doesn't deserve to be on these top ten lists. But. Again, I mean, I went to go see see this with my mom, and she loved it. And then you went and go saw you went to see it, and you loved it. So I, maybe I am in the minority, and but that's just for me. I just thought it was good, not great. I had major issues with the script, but performances wise, it's impeccable. And again, I was completely understanding, and I, to me, it makes sense that it won best ensemble at the SAG Awards. So. Again, I, I understand what people love about this movie, but for me, the script is just has too many weak spots. We, I mean, you can, can listen to my review of it for that. Um, but like the all the stuff with Kevin Costner and also what was the the guy who's on um, 
uh, Big Bang Theory, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it was the, that kind of stuff was really cheesy, and there were a lot of cheesy moments. Like there's a moment when Kevin Costner like breaks that sign over the bathroom. Um, this is getting really specific, but he breaks a sign over a bathroom, and it was like this huge thing. And then he has this super super cheesy line after. I'm just like, okay, <laughs> like just took me out of that scene completely. It, there were moments like I don't, that. I mean, I don't think that was a weak scene. I mean, I can understand like the. I have to rewatch the that particular scene, but I think that was a really powerful moment because this is this is why. I mean, first of all, I I, I really enjoy this movie because one, it's um, it, first of all the, the characters and like you said, the acting, yeah. the, the performances in this movie are, are. I'm gonna agree with you there. Like the performances in this movie are the best, are the best part. I mean, um, you you care for these three particular women, mm-hmm. um, and you and you're rooting for them. You know, you see each each individual story um personally i wasn't i was um let me pull up the the cast uh the casting real quick but i mean personally uh i mean i, I just really like the way they told the story um personally if i'm gonna say which character um like which person i liked more that i was that was like the story i was really invested in more um it's gonna be henson's uh it's gonna be Henson's story. I really liked her story. Uh, I thought she did a fantastic See, job. For me, it's Janelle I thought she was the standout there. But I again, I all Janelle three of Monet, them were great. Um, so yeah, I completely respect like it, that. Yeah, I mean Janelle, she was a second, and then it was Octavia Spencer. I mean, I mean they're all really close. So it's not like I'm saying this other two. No, I mean they're they all gave great performances. Yeah, and they all had, uh, you know, they all had great chemistry with one another. Um, and you all saw them hold their ground, which is. Again, what I really liked about it, um, and it was to me, it was just a powerful story. You know, it, it was a very inspirational story. Uh, you know, you got these three women in a time where, you know, not only were you dealing with racism, but you know, you're a woman in your time period, and you know, you're, you, you know, you got two, you're dealing with two types of discrimination: racism and 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 sexism, right there. Yeah. Um, so I really like how these characters handled that, and I think that scene where Kevin Costner breaks breaks that uh, that sign is, I think that's a powerful scene. Cause but she, it's deflated by the it. for me it was deflated by the line at the end, and that that again this is just one particular thing. There are other examples that I could use, but that that's just my my issue is the script had too many cheesy moments. But again, I yeah, do I, think I, it's very good, so I'm not gonna yeah, say I that mean, it's bad. On any level, yeah. Like, I mean, again, I, I need to see the line that he said again to be to be you know because maybe maybe yeah. I didn't catch it at the time, but I, I do want to see the movie again. I do need to see the line that you're talking about, but I, I don't know. I, I thought it was a very powerful film, and it, you know, I had a great message. You know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I you agree. know, what color, what sex you are. You know, you you can you can do it. You can accomplish anything as long as you put your mind to it, and you can and if you keep fighting forward, mm-hmm. you know, you just gotta prove this people wrong. And I I really enjoyed this movie. I had a great time in this movie. You know, it was it was a very important movie for this day and age, but it was it was also it, they also told it in a really fun way because it also had it also had some comedic moments in it. Um, so I, I mean, I love seeing Henson's character just like run because I thought it was cute. You're just like, what the heck, you know? So I, I liked it. It was it was a, it was a fun it was a fun important movie. Yeah, definitely. I, I agree with the importance of it, and I completely respect this movie for what it ended up saying. Um, because it's, you, you hear the title of this movie and you're like, that's a really dumb and cheesy title. And then you see the movie and you're like, 
that was a great title for this movie. And it really is. It's a powerful title. Um, so, again, re completely respect this movie for the, the message that it had and what it was trying to put on display. So, all right. Um, now, is it my number eight? Yes. Uh, yes. And this is one that I, I knew this wasn't going to be on your list um, just because I know that it's not necessarily your type of movie, but The Witch is um, my number eight. It's also at a nine. My bottom three are all at nines, um, so that's something for you there. But The Witch is, to me, the, the most. I, I know we're going to be saying this quite a bit on our top ten list, but there this is the definitive one for me of the most overlooked movie when it comes to award season. This movie is one of the most well-made movies of the year by far. It is so incredibly well done. The the way they put you in that time period, the setting, the production design, the costuming, the even the verbiage that they use, the, the way they're able to just delve back into this kind of old or middle English, I guess it would be, whatever it is, um, this old Northeastern um, English. It was so well done. And it just immerses you in that era, in an era when people, and, and I, I was actually, I was watching the behind the scenes for this movie because, you know, I'm insane. And I watched it for like, what, the sixth or seventh time that I've seen this movie now. Um, I was watching the behind the scenes and they were talking about how if you immerse people into a world where people believed that this kind of stuff was possible, then the people watching will also believe that this kind of stuff is possible. And that is what, it, and it's that kind of mindset and that kind of, immense research that this director and this writer uh, he wrote and directed it um did that to me sets this movie apart and then you look at the performances this movie introduced us to Anya taylor joy who is a rising star in this industry now um she's um she was in morgan who i know we both were kind of like eh, it, it was okay or even i i believe you um were lower on it than i was but i think we can both agree that she was rather good in the movie and then we had Split, where she, again, was very good in a very good movie. Um, so, Anya Taylor-Joy was introduced to us in this. Um, I think, I believe his name is Ralph Einstein. I believe, I could be completely wrong there. Um, but the father, he was also incredible in this. And again, the direction is very deliber deliberately paced. And that is the one thing that people... Um, do not necessarily love of this movie, is its pacing. But... I think it works excellently, and but again, I completely understand that, and I do think it could have been sped up at times. I'm not saying this is a perfect film, because again, gave it a 9 out of 10. Um, didn't give it a 10 out of 10. But um, <laughs> again, it all leads to an ending that, if that ending doesn't stick to you, then you were not paying attention throughout the movie. I'm sorry, you just weren't, because that movie, I believe you even said it after you after I, you finally watched it, after I sat you down and we watched it, you were like thinking about it at work the next day. This movie sticks with you, and this movie will creep you out, and um, it might not scare you in the moment, but the greatest horror movies scare you after you turn off the TV and after you, after the lights go off and when you're going to bed. And that's what this movie does. I love this movie, and I think it deserves to be on top ten lists everywhere. Um, I will completely agree with you. This is definitely an underrated movie. Um, you can I completely agree with you. The cinematography in this movie oh, is yes. amazing. I have to say. I, I loved the cinematography. I remember you teased me a few weeks ago about cinematography being my best thing. Because um, <laughs> I, I just I just love the way these angles yeah. you just get a few shots. But 
<clears throat> the costume design was fantastic. The they really respected that time period. And I, I will uh, completely agree with that statement. Where you know, if you watch something, and you know, if you submerge submerse, uh, you know, your audience to this world, you know, they'll believe it as well. So I completely agree with you there. Um, it's not on my top ten, like you said. It's not my. It's not. It's just not a movie that I'm really that that's you know it's in that I'm gonna really say it's like that I'm into, but. Um, it's definitely a real, it's a fantastic movie. Um, I, I think it should have been nominated for at least cinematography. Mm-hmm. Well, at least cinematography. Yeah. Um, and again, this is a movie, I, when I first watched this movie, I believe I get an 8 out of 10. It's risen all the way to a 9 out of 10 in the t- times that I've watched it. Um, so again, I think this is a movie that gets better the more you kind of ruminate in it and the more you watch it. Um, so I would be really interested to see, um, number one, if you look back and tried to, because I don't know, you probably don't remember what you actually rated this movie. So if you had to think about it now, what would you rate this movie? Probably rate it like an 8.9 because it's just, it's just that good. It's see, that's that interesting. Good. Again, because you just, given a step back and given time to think about it, you rated this movie an 8.4 when it came out. Um, so that's it's just... That's just Again, it's a movie that the more you think about it, the better it gets. And then if you watch it again, I would be really interested to see if you what you would think about it if you saw it again. But yeah, I, I mean, know because I, I was thinking about it when I when I got into work. I'm just like, damn man. And my friend Nicole was just like, honestly, you good? I'm just like, I gotta see this movie. Because... <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, but I mean, but, to be uh, fair, I know there's a, a definitely one at least one movie on here that you're gonna say to me, you need to see this movie again. um so again we, we actually, ha- I, might, I might say two movies <laughs> I, I want to see i want to see what i want to see why you didn't like this movie as much but um yeah i think you know what it is but, yeah i, I know uh, but let's let's move on to our number seven yeah dude. um my number seven is silence directed by martin scorsese starring andrew garfield um this movie this movie comes in a day and age uh today where which I think it has something to do with it, honestly. Um, it comes in a day, a day and age of where people don't like to talk about religion. They don't <laughs> want to talk about beliefs mm-hmm. anymore. And it's all, just, it's all just something that you have to keep hush-hush now. It's just that thing where you have to be quiet. And I think this movie really does a great job of really embracing what it's, what it's the message that it's trying to send out. You know, stand up for what you believe in. Um, and that's what this guy does. It, it tells a great story of someone who's so passionate about their faith. Um, I think it's a beautiful story. The script is fantastic. Uh, just some of the dialogue that you see between Andrew Garfield and, and, and this um, Japanese, you know, Colonel, I think is what he was, mm-hmm. you know, if I'm mistaken. Uh, it's, it's such such great dialogue. This I, the cinematography, I got it again. It's fantastic, and again, it's just such a great story. Definitely, this is this was an overlooked movie in, in 2016. But again, I, I'm not gonna say I blame it as well because it, it just was not marketed as well. Yeah, I didn't that. see a lot of trailers in the. I didn't really see a lot of trailers for this movie. Um, so I mean, and and you know, I think it came out rather late mm-hmm. in the Oscar season, but. But again, it, it's a really great film, and I, I do think it got overlooked. Mm-hmm. Um, cast was amazing. I want to say for the most part, it was amazing. Yeah. So, I mean, I would definitely give this give this uh, give this a look. I mean, it's 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 a fantastic story. Fantastic story, and has a great message in the end. 
Um, yeah, uh, we'll be talking about this movie down the line <laughs> on this episode. But uh, how this wasn't nominated for Best Picture is beyond me. And um, it, I guess it has it probably has something to do with the marketing and the, the release date. It really does. It's really fascinating how it kind of worked against this film in that way. All right, but my number seven is Swiss Army Man, and this is another one. And if you'll notice, this is this is something interesting. I believe all four of the movies that I have that I have that you don't are all back to back to back to back. Um, so <laughs> number nine, eight, seven, and then my next one, number six, are all um, movies that you don't have on your list. It's fascinating. But Swiss Army Man, um, I know. I believe you had this in 8.9. I have it in 9.1. Again, so we're not that too far apart. It's just these little differences that make make all the difference. Um, but Swiss Army Man, it's it's fascinating because this is a movie that, again, it asks you to take a leap with it at the very beginning. If you do, you're going to be all in and you're going to love this movie. If you don't, then you're going to be walking out of the theater um, a third of the way through, which we saw happen when we went to go see this movie. Um it's it's just so well done and it's funny but it also and and it it uses kind of elementary humor but in a very sophisticated i mean not sophisticated but in a very mature way um so that that's fascinating how it's able to do that and not only that but it, it it ultimately this movie talks about the meaning of life I mean, how do you do that with a comedy like this an absurdist comedy like this but it's able to do it and to me that's what makes this movie stand out um but yeah, like, like I said, you had an 8.9, so it really wasn't that much of a difference. You definitely like this movie about as much as I do. It's just these little differences, right? Yeah, I, I really I really enjoyed this movie. Um, but I mean, I just found, I mean, it does have a great message. For the, it's, just, it's so unique, yeah, it's and it's so, so original. Um, yeah, man, it's a unique film. <laughs> I agree with that, but it's, I was like, wow. It has such a great message for the tone. What? <laughs> wow. Um, had me. I didn't. I don't know. I don't know if you felt this way, but it had me thinking as soon as I left the theater. Mm-hmm. Um, this is one of those movies. But again, I mean, it's it's a great movie. I, 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 again, it's one of those movies where I really wanted it to be in my top ten. Just I couldn't get it there. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's move on to your number six, and this one really surprised me that it ended up this low. Um, my number six is Nocturnal Animals, starring Amy Adams and Jake Gyllenhaal, featuring Aaron Taylor Johnson <clears throat> and Michael Shannon. <laughs> All right, well, let's not uh, stick to the whole Aaron Taylor Johnson thing for too long, I'm because not, we not, have an entire episode basically dedicated to our debate over Aaron Taylor Johnson. <laughs> so. I'm not going to get into it, even though I'm pissed about <laughs> this whole entire Oscar thing right now. But anyways, moving forward. Guys, you have to push for, and I've, I'm gonna keep saying this because yeah, it's true. true. <laughs> I remember we went into this movie, and I asked Carl. I looked at Carl's because like the first opening set credits, I'm like, Carl, have you like movie? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, we made movie now. What the hell are we jumping into? Um, push through the first five minutes. I feel, I feel like that's where like a lot of points. I feel like you're starting at this point. I feel like you're starting at like a ten, and then you automatically drop to like an eight point five <laughs> just because of the five first like. Five minutes. Punch through it. I promise you, it, it, it's a great payoff. The script to this movie is amazing. I really love the script to this movie. And why has Jake Gyllenhaal not gotten a freaking, at least a nomination for his performance in this movie? He gives such a powerhouse performance. I am, 
every time I think of Nocturnal Animals, I think of that scene. Yeah. With him and Taylor, Taylor Johnson. And oh my gosh, it's just, it's so heart wrenching seeing that scene. Um, I really love that scene. I know I, I'm sounding really kind of dumb because you guys don't know what I'm talking about, <laughs> but it has such an amazing, like, he gives such an amazing performance. The dialogue that is in that movie is amazing. The script is great. The performances are really good. I mean, you can just see, I mean, my, I mean, all of the exception of, which is stupid to me still, Jake Gyllenhaal and Amy Adams, which, I mean, again, she was going to get nominated for a rival. But um, these they just give powerhouse uh, performances, and there are some great cameos in this movie as well. Um, I really enjoyed this movie. You guys need to see this movie. It's such a great movie. But again, this isn't. I'm gonna say that this is this isn't a film for everybody. Just like Twisted Army Man is isn't a film for everybody. This this is not a film for everybody. So, um, but again, it's a recommendation. So definitely check it out. Yeah, um, I will be talking about it a little bit down the line as well. Um, all right. So moving on to my number six, and this rounds out the movies that I have that you do not. And this one, oh man, because I think well, if we have time, we're gonna talk about like the biggest like surprises of. Um, each other's lists and this one might be it's a contender for me um for how you don't have this on your list hell or high water man this movie um for a while for a couple months actually this was my best movie of the year this was the best movie of the year for me um that i had seen at least it's just it is so tightly written it is so brilliantly performed um jeff bridges uh Chris Pine and um, Ben Foster are ben all Foster. yeah they're all so good and they have such great chemistry and the oh, who's that other guy I can't remember his name that's across from Jeff Bridges but he is brilliant alongside of him they have great chemistry um, and it's just so well written and the, the per, man the emotional impact that some of these scenes have. Um, and then even the finale of this movie, it's just so, so impactful and so tense. And I loved every second of it. Um, and the best thing about this movie, the highest praise I can give this movie, is that I didn't know who to root for. I didn't know who to root for because both sides were so impressive. Um, and, and not only that, but they were so sympathetic. I cared about both sides. Of, I cared about the cops and I cared about these brothers. And I was just like, I don't want either of them to lose. I don't want any of them to lose. So, uh, again, how do you not have this on your list, man? It's so good. Um, I guess it was just the pacing for me, sort of. I mean, I just didn't, I just didn't relate the the pacing of the movie for me personally. Mm-hmm. But I'm not gonna deny it wasn't it wasn't like a great film. I really did enjoy this film. I really did like the 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 dialogue that it had. The script is really great. Uh, if it's, I'm glad it's getting nominated for the script because the script is fantastic. Um, and it really captures the beauty of Texas. I've been to Texas and I didn't think it was like, I, I didn't think it was a beautiful state. I went there, I was like, oh, it's all right. But this captures the beauty of Texas. It really does. And you even see Jeff Bridges. I don't know if this was uh, ad-libbed or not, but you even see him driving through. He's just like, wow, oh my gosh, this is great. Mm-hmm. Um so I really do think that the movie captures the beauty of Texas extremely well, captures the culture well. Um, especially Jeff Bridges was always messing with his partner. That was fantastic. I, I love that stuff so so much. But um, I think I had like an 8.6, I believe. Um, 
8.8? Yep. Yeah, I mean, it's a great movie. It's a great movie. I mean, I, I'm not upset. I mean, I, I respect that it's on your top 10. I really do. Yeah. Um, and I, I I get it. Yeah, I mean, it's just like some other things on this list. I think it's a great, or you thought it was a great movie. It's just not the masterpiece that I think it is. And that's fair. I, I get that. All right. So you want to move on to your number five? Yes, I do. Um, my number five is 20th Century Woman. Now, you, I don't understand. This what is not on my list for the record. This? I know, I know. Why? Like, what? Like you said, this movie was weird, and I was like, I was like, how was this movie weird? Like, you saw Swiss Army Man, and that's fine, but then you call this movie weird. I'm just like, <sighs> how was a man farting, a dead man farting? That's fine, but the set, but like, <laughs> like these people, like this is more realistic than that. But no, this I'm, is weird. I don't understand. It's it's not the subject, and it's not the plot of the movie that's weird. It and to, and again, that's not really a super negative term term anyway, because something that's weird can also be great. Um, but for me, it was the style. Um, just the overall style of the movie, the way it was shot, those kind of things. And then also the narrative structure, we are kind of bound, like, I couldn't tell who the main focus of the story was. Like, part, part of the time it was the mom, part of the time it was the son. And the, it was just really jumpy with the narrative structure like that. And again, I again, you haven't actually heard what I rated this movie, I believe. I rated this movie an 8.6. So I'm not saying it's, I, I still think, again, great movie. And this is very similar to the, the discussion we just had. I think it's a great movie. I just don't think it's the masterpiece that you seem to think it is. And again, I, I mean, if you read my, I wrote a review, um, short review on Letterboxd, actually, because I never actually reviewed this on the podcast because you were able to see it before I was. Um... I basically just praised the movie throughout, and then I had that one line about the narrative structure and the style of the film just really took me out of it at times. And that's just, a lot of that has to do with my personal taste, but I also do think that it was just a little bit all over the place when it comes to the narrative at times. I mean, I'll, I'll give you some of the cinematography scenes because there are some shots where it get extremely colorful out of nowhere, and that took me out of the movie. So that's why it's not higher on my list. But the main message was, uh, the main message was like, you know, it's, it's about a relationship between a between a mother and a son. Yeah. And that's like the main thing that you're just trying to understand each other. And you have like these other sub characters, and that's where the narrative starts to get a little. Um, I understand. I understand what they were trying to do. They were trying to get everybody's perspective, and. Um, it was. It's either going to work for you or it's not going to work for you. I, I, I liked what what they did with it, um, personally. This to me, I think. Annette, I don't know if you agree. For for me, Annette Benning should have been nominated for uh, best actress, at least a nomination. She did a fantastic job in this movie. I really enjoyed her performance. Yeah, I thought she was great. I think. Yeah, I think the, I think the the script for this movie was really great as well. I mean, just just seeing her work with work off uh, work off with um, her her kid was really great man i mean i really love some of their dialogue and i think i said this in my review you know it's it's like i said it's a relationship about a mother and a son who are trying to really understand each other but they're realizing you know, they're really never gonna do that they're not gonna they're never yeah. gonna really understand each other that's just the point of it you know mm-hmm. um and it's completely relatable and you know and it's 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 a message that was the setting is the 70s and we're in 2016 uh, <laughs> it's just something that, you know, it's, it's funny because, and I, I was thinking about it today. It's funny because 
people people who were around the around the time where they were like you know where they were listening to rock which is the birth of rock and it's it's the 70s they you know people who are in the who are basically in that generation will look at people now today who listen to like rap and and hip-hop and it was like that's not music but it's funny because it's the same it was the same thing back in the day yeah you know what i mean she was just like i don't understand how rocks music you know this the classical stuff is music and it's, it's funny to see how that that still transcends today um that's, i found that really interesting so i mean it's it's a great message i think it's a great message really it's a really relatable movie to this day i think it's i think it's a really i think it's an extremely relatable movie um i think the soundtrack for this movie the main soundtrack for this movie i think it's fantastic i think the cinematography for the most part is good there are just a few scenes where i said it was a little bit where i just didn't understand what they were trying to go for but other than that i think the performances were great and it's a great story so i definitely i, I think it deserves to be not i think annette benny deserves a nomination that's my one gripe with this movie <laughs> and it's not even she the did movie. not get it's nominated the academy yeah she <laughs> she, she should have gotten nominated it pisses me off that um yeah that she didn't get freaking nominated but i mean what are you gonna do <laughs> yeah it is what it is um but definitely go um if you want to hear a little bit more of my thoughts of the movie letterbox it's my reviews up there um but anyway let's move on to what number are we on uh, um, we are number five, I believe. Yes, my number five is La La Land. So we don't need to spend too much time on this because we've already kind of gotten into it. Um, again, is this movie brilliant? Yes. Is it overrated? Yes. It's just that is how it is, and that's it's unfortunate that a lot of people are just going to say overrated and they'll just pass it up. But it, they're completely ignoring the just incredible job that this movie was able to do. Number one, being an homage to classical musicals, but also not being a ripoff. And it also towed the line of being incredibly optimistic about Hollywood, but at the same time being very skeptical about Hollywood and Los Angeles. And those, it's just, it's really able to toe these lines very, very well. And my thoughts on Emma Stone's performance are well documented. She, to me, gave one of the best performances I have ever seen by an actress, period. Um, she is that good in this movie. She, I, I said it before and I'll say it again, I had a physical reaction. Just, I could not take my eyes off of her on screen in that final audition scene. Um, and I, I honestly believe that the only reason, or not the only reason, but the biggest reason that that song is nominated is because of Emma Stone's performance in that scene. So, it, it it's just such an impressive feat that they were able to something that's so impressive that they were able to do with this movie it's just the entire thing i i love this movie um it was on my favorites it's just um it's definitely overrated but it's still a brilliant movie all right and all right. We've, we've already gotten your thoughts on it so let's move on to your number four my number four is A Monster Calls. What number was this again on your list? I think it was like, what, number nine or something? Number nine. Or number ten. Okay, no. yeah. So we oh, actually, yeah, we, we just did kind of an opposite thing because my La <laughs> La Land for me was number five and it was your number ten. And now um, A Monster Calls is your number four and it's my number ten. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I was extremely excited for this movie. I remember when the first trailer. I remember when the trailer came out. I was like, Carlos, 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 you have to see the trailer for this movie. I have to see the trailer for this movie. He was like, All right, I'll see it. And you know, like you waited, you put it off for like last minute. Um, <laughs> I was extremely excited for this movie. This movie got me, just hooked me from the trailer, and I was really excited to see it. So I had huge expectations going into this movie. And I gotta say, Jay Bayona did a fantastic job, man. I mean. I really like the script for this movie, and it's such a beautiful, it's such a beautiful movie. I mean, like you're sitting here and you're just like, man, like, what does this, like, what does, like, what does all this have to do with anything that's going on in this movie? You know, and it's kind of like you're kind of scratching your head. And the end, it just it all connects. It just all connects, and it's it does such a great job. Felicity Jones gives an amazing performance. You really you don't see her a lot in the movie, but just her performance really makes you care about her character and the the script is amazing and this all these all these all these actors have such great chemistry together um it's such a beautiful movie i mean i, I almost I almost teared up in this movie i don't know if you almost did too bro but i almost teared up in this movie it's such a great film um it's also i'm gonna say it's also an important film as well i mean this is a really um beautiful story and that is why it is on it's it's on my number four. All right, awesome. And we actually, uh, oh wait, we I need to do my number four, and then we'll get to something very interesting that happened on our list um, for our number three okay. and two. But my number four is Nocturnal Animals. Um, man, this Ozzy uh, already talked about it pretty in depth, but I will just say again, I, I completely agree with him. You got to get past the first five minutes, but if you can. Uh, and this movie will blow you away. I really believe that. Um, just the different levels to the story. It's a very unique narrative structure with a couple different storylines happening. And I completely understand the people step back and go, "I that didn't work for me. I get that. But if it does work for you, and I think because of how well it d- will work if it does work for you, <laughs> that it's worth the risk taking. And it's worth watching this movie because... It's just so, so, one story is heart-wrenching, heart-wrenching, one story is just bone-chilling, really, and then, and then it finishes off with just the story that connects it all together, and it, they all blend together so well, it's so well done, brilliant performances, brilliant directing, and um, very well done editing, I don't think it works on every single level, there are a couple of times when some of the connections didn't hit um, all the way, but... The ones that do really do work, so that's my thoughts, and that's why it's so high on my list. Um, and it's really—I'm not that much higher than you on this movie, but it's—it's it's only two spots. But still, I'm just like, man, it's not top five, huh? <laughs> I don't know. It's just, <laughs> but anyway, all right, let's move on to our number threes because we both have the same number three and the same number two. But we'll start with the number threes: Patriots Day. Patriots Day, man! My goodness. This was a freaking film. Uh, my gosh. Um, the, I, first of all, when I first saw the trailer, I'm just like, wow, like they're really they're really making a film about this already. Because it just, I feel like it so just true. happened too. Yeah, I was just like, damn, like they're Hollywood, like calm down. <laughs> um, yeah, I was worried about this movie, honestly. But my goodness, man, like first of all, like I'm gonna say the film was like really choppy in the beginning because like you're focusing on like so many different characters just like mm-hmm. okay like okay cool like this let's, let's you know let's pick it up a bit like you know like who's the main like, you're just wondering like what's like what's happening mm-hmm. 
and man, when it you you can disagree with me, man. Like when it hits, it hits, yes, man. Definitely. Like like you like you ended up like caring for all these characters, and I don't necessarily agree with the director's decision to do it, like to to start the beginning on why he like on how he did it, but. I, I understand why he did it. You know, it, it's sort of like a, it's sort of just like a forced thing that he, I would say like he had to do. Cause I don't, I don't see any other way of doing it properly. But again, uh, it, it's just, it's man, like Peter Berg does such a fantastic job directing, um, directing biopics, man. I mean, I'm cause the, the God just, I remember, I remember seeing this movie and I was just like in complete shock. Like I knew it was coming, but he, this man knows how to build tension. And when that, like when the bombs go off, like I was just like, I was just like, I was scared for these characters. And like, like we still, like Carlos, like just like what you said earlier about the witch, you know, mm-hmm. when they submerse you in this, in this, like in there, you know, that's what that's the thing I love about movies is like they really submerse you in the story. And again, like I was just shocked again. Um, the performance in the, the performances in this movie were fantastic, and it just really shows. It, this is just really shows you the, the the lengths of what we will do to capture these guys. I mean, it's such a great. It, this is this is a great story of. Uh, of overcoming fear, and uh, I, I really enjoyed this movie. And the soundtrack for this movie, my gosh, um, I don't know if you listen to it by yourself, Carlos, but some no. of the, there's one particular soundtrack. I'm just like, wow, like, this is this is really creepy and really scary. Like it, mm-hmm. it's so great, and I, it's fantastic. I gotta say. Um, all right, this is this is an interesting one for me because. I do think that either way, I think this is a great movie. No matter what I say next, I think this is a great movie. I completely agree. The way that they were able to tie all these different characters' storylines together and make it all work and make sense and make you care about everything. And then the actual moment when everything hits the fan is impressive and so well done. Um, It's just... This is my thing with this movie. I... I, I just don't... The thing is, I found out after we reviewed it that Mark Wahlberg's character was not a real character. And then when I go back and think about the movie now, I'm just like, now all those things that I said in the review, one of my biggest negatives was that it focused on Wahlberg and I don't know if he was the right person to focus on. And now that I know he wasn't even a real character, that just doesn't work for me anymore. And to me, this is the one movie where I'm not going to change my rating now. I need to go back and watch this movie again before I'm willing to make a change to my rating. Just to see if I can, mm-hmm. if it confirms my thoughts about it now. But this is the one that I'm the least confident in. I don't know if it would make my top ten if I saw it again. But that's not to I still think it would be a great movie. I just don't know if it would make my top ten. And if it dropped off, then I would have a man called Oov in there. And then I'd be like, yes, I could get that in there. But... It's just, I, I, I definitely, it's the one that I'm the least confident in, but I still think it's a great movie, and I still think people should check it out if they haven't gotten a chance. So, that's my thoughts on that. Um, Alright, let's move on to another <laughs> movie we're really the same on, and we actually not only have it in the same spot, we have the same rating for this movie. Actually, no, we don't. My number one is different from your number one, my friend. No, number two's. Oh, number two? Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> I was going to say, what are you talking about, yeah. Carlos? 
Um, <laughs> we have the same rating for this movie, and we have it in the same spot at number two, Arrival. Yes. Um, this movie, I actually, and this is something that um, <laughs> I was going to talk about a little bit later, but we'll just talk about it now. Um, I just bought this movie on Blu-ray because it came out today, day of recording, which is Valentine's Day. It came out today, and I bought it on Blu-ray because this movie is just so impressive what it's able to do. It's able to it's able to show you all these high-concept ideas and all these crazy things that it wants to do. Um, and it's able to put it in a way where you completely understand it. It completely works and flows together. It's edited beautifully. The sound design is perfect. The score is amazing. The cinematography. Amy Adams, who should have been nominated, but it was a tough year in her category, so I get it. But at the same time, she should have been nominated for Best Actress. Um, she has great chemistry with Jeremy Renner. It's just so well done all around. Brilliantly directed. And it's this is by a director who I'm not the biggest fan of in the world. I'm not, especially um, compared to everyone else. Everyone else seems to love this director. I've never been the biggest fan of him. And he really impressed me in this movie with how he was able to direct it. And, little uh, pat on the back for myself, um, one thing I, I did um, I did say when we, we reviewed this movie was that this movie was everything Interstellar wanted to be in terms of showing you all these high-concept ideas. And um, a reporter for Collider.com recently just wrote a story where he interviewed um, the writer for Arrival, and he was, and the writer for Arrival actually was saying that they had written the, the original draft for this movie, and then him and I believe the director or maybe a couple of other writers sat down and watched Interstellar, and then they said, well, that doesn't really work. So then they went back and changed the ending to this movie and reworked it because they're like, we need to do it better than that did it because that didn't work. And now that kind of uh, <laughs> makes more valid, I guess, what my original thoughts were when I saw this movie. Um, but yeah, so that's my whole spiel on this movie. It's great. Yeah, my whole thing is that it's its own original alien invasion movie. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's yeah. just, I've said this a bunch of times. It just twists that whole alien invasion, and and, and it pays off. Um, it's 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 like a monster calls. You know, you're wondering like, why does everything matter? And it just all connects in the end. You're just like, wow. And it is one of those movies where you're just thinking about it after. And this is honestly, I'm gonna say this is a very important film for the world. Um, it, it's so amazing. Yes. It's such amazing. It's such amazing. So amazingly shot. It's the script is great, and I just love the whole concept of translate, like of language translation. You know, mm-hmm. um, I love seeing all that really go down. You know, she's you know she's they're interpreting it, and you're just like, wow, this is really interesting. Just trying to understand their language, and that is, it is such an interesting mm-hmm. way to do that and i i really enjoy the concept of this movie um and, and the point of this movie I, yeah. this movie definitely deserves to be on everybody's top 10 list oh. why amy adams did not get nominated is ridiculous to me but again it's the academy yeah. what are you gonna do <laughs> um and the thing is <laughs> i saw a couple times when this movie first came out that it was necessary sci-fi and i was like how can a movie no movie is necessary then i saw it and i was like i completely understand because this movie especially for the time we're living in now this movie is about communication and that is the one thing that probably the biggest thing that our society especially in this country in the united states lacks 
So I, I definitely think that this is a necessary movie, and I completely understand why people say that. Um, all right, definitely. let's move on to your number one, a movie where this is very interesting. You have it at number one. I do not have it on my list. So You're ridiculous <laughs> for not even having this on your list. It it really grinds my gears. All right, so why don't you tell people what it is that we're talking about here? My number one is Manchester by the Sea. Yep. Casey Affleck. I'm all right. Boy. If Casey Affleck, Carlos, I'm telling you, Casey Affleck does not win Best Actor, I'm losing a bunch of respect for the Academy Award. Um, yeah. it, it, honestly, it's it's mind-boggling how I'm, he hasn't won everything. I'm right but, there with you, man. I, mean, I get it. It's... Who, you, it, this is not on your top 10 list and I don't even think it's going to be anywhere near your top 10 no but, but yeah. um, you have to admit this man gave a really fantastic performance mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and say and this is a bold statement for me personally I even think he did better than Leonardo DiCaprio on The Revenant um, and it, so I, that, I might agree with Casey that yeah. Affleck, yeah Casey Affleck just does a fantastic job in this movie I love the story as well. This is about a guy, you know. First of all, this is the for me. This is a really great way to use flashbacks. Um, just an original way because there's there's a twist in the flashbacks, and that completely threw me off. I'm almost like what? Um, so the way they use flashbacks is very efficient in this movie. I think the, I think the 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 script is really good. You got all these actors. You got Lucas Hedges, which I, I know you weren't expecting to get nominated, but I expected him to get nominated because he gave a fantastic. I loved his performance. Um, he added sort of he added the like the comedic relief along with Casey Affleck. Their dialogue and their chemistry was amazing. I really loved um, each and every character here, and I really cared for each character in this in this movie. It it's such it's just it's such a beautiful story, and. Gosh, Carlos, I really want you to see this movie again. It, it pisses me off. That it's not even close to your top ten. God, um, this movie just this movie made me this movie made me cry a little because it's it has such a powerful lines in this movie as well. I'm not gonna go deep. I'm not gonna go into detail with it, but it just has very powerful lines mm-hmm. in this movie. And Casey Affleck just delivers some of these some of these some of these lines in dialogue. And you're just like, and you just feel it, you know. You feel it, and it's and it's mainly due also just not not just the script, but mainly the 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 performances just really hit you, man. And when these actors deliver these lines, you're just like, you're just like, gosh, man, like I I completely understand. Um, and that's hard for a lot of movies to do nowadays. So I gotta give I gotta give props, man, to this movie. This movie blew me away. I was not expecting this to be in my top ten because the trailer the trailer didn't really attract me to it, but. What I wanted to this movie, I was like, wow, like this is such a beautiful film, and I really love this movie. Um, yeah, I look, I have fully admitted for a while that I need to see this movie again. Um, because I think that it's a movie that the more I watch it, the more I'll grow to appreciate it. Because to me, the best thing about this movie is about Manchester by the Sea, is its realism, and that realism is ingrained in the script. Um, and was this nominated for screenplay? I believe it I, was. I believe so, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and it definitely deserved that nomination. I will not argue that whatsoever because the realism in the script, how I, I believe our writer who was on the last episode, Brianna, um, she wrote in her review that uh, it was just so realistic because conversations would just kind of end with no real um, finality to them. It would just awkwardly end in silence and then people would walk away. And uh, you never see that in movies because there always has to be a beginning, middle and end to a conversation in movies. But in this movie, it was just so realistic in the way people interacted with each other and in the way people dealt with grief and that kind of thing that it was just really impressive in that aspect. Um, so I that is where I respect this movie the most and definitely the performances. It's just for me personally, and I don't want to get into a super big argument about this, but this is just my personal thought, again, after only seeing the movie once, is that this movie is all wind up and no actual swing. It, and it never actually hits. And I'm just like... I. And you could call me heartless or whatever you want or uh, motionless. I don't care what you call me. But for me, when I first launched this, I was just like, I was waiting for that emotional gut punch and I never got it. I, you, it was there, but I don't know why I didn't. I don't know why you did not. And I'm just, this is my thing. I don't know why that moment did not hit you. That know. was crazy. I don't know. But I mean, I, you need to watch it again, my friend. But all right, let's get to your number one, Carlos. All right. My number one is a movie that actually is on your list. So that's good. <laughs> Silence. Oh, <laughs> I kind of want to take it off now. No, shut up. It's retaliation. <laughs> um, Silence, which is my number one. It was your number seven. Um, but again, you had this movie, what, at a 9.2 and I have it at a 9.7. So it's not like, like, to me, this is one of Scorsese's best. It is not his best because, I mean, our podcast is named after Goodfellas. So if you haven't noticed, we think Goodfellas is pretty good. <laughs> um, but So Silence is definitely not his best work, but it is one of his best. It's up there with his upper echelon stuff for me personally. Um, just the way it, it, this movie is so, so deep. It has so many different things to say. And I love movies that have things to say, if you have not noticed. Um, it talks about religion. It talks about the strength of faith. It talks about doubt. It talks about um, love. It talks about all these different things. And it just deals with all of these different subjects and all these different themes so well. And just sh puts them on display so well. And lets you f get attached to especially Andrew Garfield's character. But really... Um, Adam Driver's character as well. You just get it so attached to them and so freaking powerful. Uh, it just when things kind of go down, you're just like, man, and you're you're almost like you don't know what to do. You're having a conflict of faith watching this movie because you're like, because they're the main characters, even if you're not a person of faith. Because of the main characters, you're rooting for them to keep their faith right throughout the entire movie. But even towards the end, if you're seeing all this crap, you're going man, maybe you should just give it up. <laughs> like, it would be a whole lot easier for you. So it's crazy that, that was, they were able to do that, and Scorsese was able to write it like that, and then he was able to direct it like this. And you can tell that this is a passion project for him. He, it seems, and just felt like he put everything he had into this movie. And to me, it works brilliantly. And it's clearly the number one. And again, how, how on God's green earth was this not nominated for Best Picture? Uh, how man that's so frustrating i agree frustrating. with you for best picture i agree with you for best picture i agree with you there man all right um you've already said your piece on silence so we will um kind of move on from there um but yeah now 
unless you have anything else we uh, I, I don't think we're gonna have time to do recommendations today which is unfortunate but hey maybe we'll do double recommendations or something next episode hey whatever. our recommendations our recommend our recommendations are the best of 2016 yes those these are the best films of 2016 those of you who are saying oh my gosh 2016 was a bad year for movies no you missed out on so many movies yes. and i'm gonna thank Carlos right here because Carlos has actually opened my eyes to lower budget films because there are lower budget films and my and my uh in my top ten I believe or who yeah, are who definitely. are very close um to being who are actually very close to being on top ten. You got Captain Fantastic close to being on top ten. Swiss Army Man, which is Swiss Army Man and Sing Street, which are in your top ten. Mm-hmm. Guys, check out lower budget films. It's not all about the blockbusters that are coming out. Yep. And in the summer, check out these lower budget films, guys. They're they're great movies. Look, these movies get you thinking, and these and some of the films that even come out, they're really important films. So definitely check out these movies that we've said in our top ten. Yeah, and I think we would both, even though we have things on our list that aren't on the others list, we would both say that all of these movies are worth checking out. So go watch them. Um. All right, and then also one last quick thing. I think people, a lot of people who are huge movie fans who would listen to this would say, man, what about Moonlight? That was like, that was literally Ozzy's number 11. And that was, I believe, my 12 or 13. So it was just so close and it just did not make our list. So uh, we both think it's a great movie. I believe I rated it 8.8. You had it at 9 actually, but it just barely got bumped off on both of our lists. So not a bad movie whatsoever. Even, even, hey, guys, check out Moonlight too. Moonlight. I loved Moonlight. I hated not having it on my top ten. I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just—it's so good. Definitely check out Moonlight. I know we're giving—I know we're just throwing like a lot of like a lot of movies at you guys, but you guys have to see these movies. Yes. Twenty sixteen was a great year for film. I'm over here still trying to figure out who I want to win for Best Picture. It's so hard for me. Yep, guys, check out these movies. All it's, right, it's, definitely. It's amazing. So now we are going to throw it over to Ozzy and Enrique for the Walking Dead recap. Stay tuned. Welcome back, guys. This is our Walking Dead recap. Here with me, Ozzy Castro, and Enrique Chirboga, and I'm excited to talk some Walking Dead. It's been a while. Yeah, man. It's it's, it's been a while. Feel, you know, it feels good break. to be back. Yeah, it, it definitely does. Missed you, man. Missed you. Um, so we got back. It's the season continuation premiere. <laughs> um, February 12th, guys. It was, it was a good episode. I mean, I, I generally, I, I know I've been saying this a lot since we started this thing, but again, I enjoyed this episode. What did you think, man? I feel like they're definitely learning from their mistakes. Last season, or the first half of this season, definitely had the problems. And the main problem that I think everyone agrees on was the storytelling. The storytelling was a little off. Like, it was just edited two separately, and they were pulling things out that didn't have to be that long. And this episode, I definitely feel like everything was mushed together, and it all worked, and it was it was good. It was definitely a good comeback. 
Yeah, man. It it, it was it was definitely a great uh, a great season mid season premiere. Um, starting off with positives, I I like the fact that we finally know that Rick knows about the kingdom. I'm really excited yes. that that's that, that that happened. I'm really excited that Rick met with Ezekiel. I think the dialogue there was actually pretty interesting yes. as well, um, especially him giving the story of the girl with the rock. Um, it was really, I really liked their their interaction. Um, you know, everybody, everybody's just is just on the edge right now, just because of what has been going on with the saviors. He's the only one who really has peace with them right now. Um, what do you think about everything that was going on in in the kingdom? I thought all that was pretty good. I thought the dialogue was very strong in that moment with the whole storytelling point of view of it. And if they keep that up and they keep this progress moving, then I think this season can be a success, even though the first half was a little off. Um, Everything else in the kingdom was pretty good. I loved all the character interactions. Um, The tiger CGI was just like a little off. Yeah, yeah. I think that was because they blew some of their budget with a later awesome scene, but I feel like it makes up because the scene was so awesome. Yes, I remember seeing the tiger. I was like, oh, this could have been cleaned up. But again, I mean, it's it's a it's a CGI tiger and it's a TV show, so I can't be incredibly pissed off about it. I look. I mean, it looks better than CW's Grodd, so I have to say oh. that. So, um, all right. So, what do you think about Morgan? Um, this episode, he came back. You know, I was I was excited to see him. I was really glad to say that. I was really happy to hear that he killed somebody. He told Rick, and I was like, yeah, you know, he did. We saw. Um, but when Ezekiel asked him, um, "Hey, are like, what do you think? Like, should we go to war or anything?" Morgan says there has to be another way. What do you think about that moment? Were you expecting him to say anything along the lines of, hey, we're like we should do it? Especially after hearing the deaths of uh, Abraham and Glenn. What do you think should have happened? I didn't like his character moment there. I, it bothered me that he was just okay with this and that he was holding up the progress. And one of the things that I've having, I'm having problems with right now is both Carol and Morgan are both having problems with killing people. And it's kind of bothering me because Carol is so awesome and she's killed so many people and she's so so great. It's great action like moment from her. She has multiple moments in the series and it's all great. But now she's all like, I don't want to kill people. And Morgan's like, I don't want to kill people. And I'm like, we can't have them both holding up the progress. We need. Yeah, yeah. She, she, again, the, I was upset to see her not be a part of it. Again, I wish Morgan would have told Rick, Hey, she's here. But she just doesn't want to be found. Instead of just completely lying to him and saying she just left, um, I really did not like that moment. And especially, especially, I feel like that's her thing for her to come back. I feel like that should have been established. That I feel like Daryl should have been the one to go to her and say, "Hey, we need you." And she would have been like, "No, like it's stupid or something." And he would be like, "They killed Glenn, they killed Abraham, and they tortured me, and they killed Spencer." You know, I feel like all that would have just made her come back. And I miss old Carol. I don't know what they're doing with her character right now. I'm really concerned about her character. Um, and again, I did not like what they did with Morgan. I completely agree with you, man. It, it's just, you like, you asked who died, and then we tell you what happened, and we tell you who died, and then you're still, well, you know, let's, you know, let's not do anything. No, man, they freaking killed our people. And they killed, the, they, they beat them to death with a bat, man. Like, that's messed up. I, oh, God. I am so disappointed in Morgan. I thought he grew a little bit um, after that kill, but I guess not. 
I don't know. If, we sound like terrible people. <laughs> like, I know. Say, right. Like, no, he, we we need him to go to war. Like, God. Um, all right, we skip that. That's like that's kind of like the central episode. What do you the central of the episode? What do you think about the whole stuff going on in the in the in the hilltop colony? The hilltop stuff was interesting. I do like the hilltop and in general as like a functional like area in their world. People are somewhat bland, but this episode we didn't definitely saw some like rise up and some like spice in it, and it, it did work. It was really well in that episode. It did work really well, and in general, I just I, Jesus is an awesome character. He does a lot of cool action stuff, and I just like his character and the fact that he knew some people in the kingdom might show us some like backstory that might come through. But I don't know. What do you think about it? I really liked it. Uh, Gregory's basically the only one holding out right now. And he's just really scared. And he's a coward. He really is a coward. I hope he needs to die. <laughs> I think he's going to die soon. I hope he does. Because he's, 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 he's one of the most aggravating characters the show has ever had. Just because he's so cowardly. And I just... I, I want to see him off the show. And if and if he's going to continue to stay on the show, then he needs to he needs to grow some. Like mm-hmm. it's ridiculous with his character not wanting to help out and and do anything. I mean, his they threatened his people. They make him look like a they just belittle him and he just and he's fine with it. It's ridiculous to mm-hmm. me. Um all right. So after they left the after they left the Helltop Colony. They went to the kingdom. They had their talk with the kingdom and mm-hmm. Ezekiel. Um, again, I'm not really happy with Ezekiel's ultimate decision. I mean, understand it. I mean, the way he the way he explained it, you understand him. You know, mm-hmm. he doesn't want to lose any more people. Um, he has a piece with the saviors that right now it's it's okay. Like their their deal hasn't been broken. So he's okay for the most part right now. Did you did you like his decision? Do you do you understand why he did it? Yeah, I understand where he came from. I I don't really love his decision, but I definitely it's some thing that will come on like later in the se- in the season. Definitely, I feel like the war will probably start, and then he'll come back in, and we'll be like, let's do this, and everyone will team up or something. It's kind of predictable, but uh, I hope they change it up a little bit. But that's where I think it's gonna go from now. Yeah, I think it's cool that. Uh, Ezekiel said, hey, I'm, I'm not willing to put my people out on the line, but I am going to harbor your friend. Like, I'm going to keep him here. He's going to be safe. They don't mm-hmm. stay. They never, they never set foot in, in here. He's going to be safe. He's going to be fine. And yeah. I'm really glad that Daryl now has a place to stay. Because if they would have brought him back to the uh, to Alexandria, then all hell would have broken loose. And yeah. Somebody would have died again. Um, actually, no. They actually wanted to kill Daryl in front of the Alexandrians. Yeah, yeah. So that would have been a whole yeah, other that, thing. That would have been a whole <laughs> different episode. <laughs> that would have been a whole other thing. Um, I mean, we... <laughs> Walking Dead, you would have lost a lot of people oh if you killed Daryl. Oh, gosh. But um, getting towards the end of the episode, they 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 got they came across a trap that the... That that the uh, saviors left mm-hmm. and they were getting exposed to so that that scene was intense that was a and that was a great that was an awesome scene that scene came out of nowhere and it was probably one of the best parts of the episode yes. the suspense in that scene they're like this could blow up any moment let's do it anyway i'm like okay let's do this it was great and then the whole walker wire thing was also i was great. just like was why haven't they done this before yeah. so i was just like 
guys, that was so cool. I mm-hmm. was, it was amazing seeing Michonne and Rick take out like fifty walkers with <laughs> that thing. It was so cool. Yeah. Um, I loved, I loved it. Um, that was such a great scene. Overall, this season was, I mean, that's the season. This episode was really good. Only negatives were for Morgan's character, Carol's character, um, Gregor. I mean, these. Yeah. You know, Morgan and Carol, the stronger characters, you know, I expect them to pull their own weight and to, you know, um, help the group out. You know, they all been through stuff together, but right now they're just holding back so much and it's it's ridiculous. I, I hope I hope those characters go back and I hope I hope Morgan evolves into some type of leader who's tactical and who yeah. will who will kill if he needs yeah. to. Um and I hope they'll bring Carol back. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing with her, mean. but I hope they bring her back. Yeah, she was the most she was the most capable character on that show. Now mm-hmm. she's just uh, now she's just weak. Um, Gabriel, do Oof. you think do you think someone took him away? What, what do you I, think? I don't know. I I don't think anyone took him necessarily. I think that he's had some sort of secret plan all along, and it's just he's got something under his sleeve that's he's gonna throw out of nowhere and I feel like this group of people whoever they are I have no idea I don't remember anything from the comics that connects this or yeah. maybe I'm just forgetting something but I feel like they could make friends with this new group and now have, they have people for this war and I feel like that can be a very big component that no one was coming that no one was seeing definitely definitely i mean i mean we did see a new group and i thought it was that group that um that we saw earlier in the season it is basically like a modern version of mm-hmm. the amazon of uh, the amazons mm-hmm. and yeah. i was i was excited i was like oh my gosh they're back but it was actually like a different group yeah and i was like what and then rick was smiling i've never I know, I was, yeah that was so <laughs> weird like it was definitely it was it was that I don't know I don't know how to feel about it because Rick. listen like when you got guns pointed i think i think it was sort of the wrong decision for him to be smiling because unless he knows something that we don't know or unless he saw something that we don't haven't seen yet yes like unless like a character that we completely forgot about comes out of nowhere and he's like wait a second i don't know maybe a lot of intrigue in the last couple scenes of this episode yes i'm definitely interested to see where it goes i'm really loving how they're all basically traveling together it's really cool but all right guys this was our walking dead recap hope you guys enjoyed it um we review The Walking Dead every Tuesday. So if you guys want to hear a review, hear any spoilers, um, definitely feel free to check us out. We hope you guys enjoyed the show. Please feel free to listen and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes and Google Play. Also, guys, check us, check us out on YouTube. we got stuff with The Bachelorette going on. we got a lot of stuff coming to you guys. Definitely keep us posted on YouTube. Um, guys, this is Spring, fellas. 